Blog Talk Radio. the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, October 15th, 2012. Tonight, make sure you tune in to All on the Line with Josie on the Sundance channel because plus-size designer Tracy Brockerman, who's uh, the designer for Domino's, Domino Dollhouse will be featured, so make sure you check that out tonight. And also, congrats to Angela Renee and Jasmine Epperson for Hot Curves LA Fashion Week being a huge success this weekend. Now, on today's show, we have a very, very special guest joining us, Rachel Pally. Rachel Pally's style has been distinguished by her ability to blend the easy and elegant with the chic and classic, from the infamous crop crop gaucho to the covenant Catherine dress. Rachel Pally's designs have left an indefinable mark on the world of women's wear. Her ability to fuse simplicity with glamour has consistently resulted in a collection that looks beautiful on everyone. Her Rachel Pally label was launched in 2002, embodying the essentials of style and comfort for every woman. Fall of 2007 marked the launch of the Plus Size Collection, Rachel Pally White Label, which offers many of the hottest selling styles from each season in sizes 14 to 22. Rachel has since been hailed as L.A.'s Jersey Girl, and Rachel Pally Inc. has is sold in over 500 stores internationally, including Bloomingdale's, Macy's, Nordstrom's, Revolve Clothing, and ShopBob.com. Her designs are a favorite amongst Hollywood's elite, including the likes of Angelina Jolie, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jennifer Hudson, Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, Heidi Klum, Rachel Bilson, and Jessica Alba. Whether you're a size 2 or 22, the Rachel Pally brand offers diversity each season with classic silhouettes in a wide range of colors and prints, resulting in a line that truly stands the test of time. It's my pleasure to welcome Rachel Pally to the show. Hi. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited to have you on because you uh, launched your line just in 2002, and you have skyrocketed quickly. <laughs> I always think, I, I can't believe I've been in business for 10 years. I feel like that it happened in just a second, but it's been 10 years. It's pretty crazy. Well, growing up, did you know that you always wanted to be a designer, or did this interest come later in life? 
it came later in life. I always knew that I wanted to work for myself and to be independent. Um, I always had my own little flair for style, and and I grew up sewing with my grandma, who was an amazing seamstress, and I was a pretty shoddy seamstress. <laughs> but I did um, start making some of my own clothes in college, and I worked in the costume shop at Berkeley, and I loved making dance costumes in the costume shop for for my dance department, and. And then it kind of just worked for me from there. I, I didn't know I wanted to be a designer up until then, but then when I started to make things for myself and for my girlfriends and people were liking them, I, I thought, well, why not? Let's give it a go. So did you actually go to design school or are you self-taught? I'm self-taught, but I'm not a seamstress. I'm not a pattern maker. I'm self-taught in the business world. I um, I have a degree in geography from Berkeley, oh. which is completely unrelated, as we all know, um, right. and dance. And so, you know, I felt like my education really taught me to think fast and solve problems and, you know, to, to be on top of my game to run a business. But as far as designing, it's either been just my own natural sense of style, and then I've um, brought on the right team to help me envision it and, and make it happen. So I right, can do the envisioning, right. but the making it happen has to happen with a pattern maker and a sample seller. And, yeah. So what obstacles did you face getting your career off the ground as a, a designer of your own label? Well, it's a very competitive industry. So when I first started, I did nothing but work. All the time. I would get up in the middle of the night to go get a glass of water, and then my computer would be there on the table, and I would just sit and get back into it. Um, right. And that's pretty hard, you know, to be self-taught, trying out a new industry, having had no work experience other than, like, babysitting, and then to throw myself into trying to start a business. It's a lot of intuition, but it's also a lot of work and to have to wear a lot of hats it took it, it takes a long time before you can get to a point where you can help yourself by hiring other people to delegate to to have help you so at first my i mean my big obstacle was that i was one person and there's only 24 hours in a day and only 7 days in the week but another obstacle was just that you know you're trying to as I started and I sewed some samples myself and I needed to get people to want to buy them for their stores you know you hear no a lot I put right. a big bag of samples in the back of my car, and I would drive them around and show up at, like, the best L.A. boutiques. And most of the time, um, people were like, no. And I'd have to say, well, yeah, <laughs> yes, you got to look at it. I made it, and I'm proud of it, and I really want you to see it. And not taking it personally was definitely, like, a, my ability to not take it personally, I think, was an incredibly effective um, asset to me in the beginning of business. So I would just keep and trying. Keep trying. And in the beginning, when you're trying to get it off the ground, did you have to um, juggle a day job as well to help fund things, or did you have an investor? I didn't. I started, um, well, I had a room in my parents' house to live in, so that was very lucky. I didn't have to pay for rent. I moved oh, back home. Good. I went to Berkeley, but I moved back home to Los Angeles and moved back in with my parents. They had a garage where I set up my sewing machine. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of was able to have no... Um, overhead, I, I did not have an investor. I had saved up $300 from my nannying job in college, and that's what I started with. And to this day, I've wow. never borrowed any money. I've just been reinvesting and reinvesting. So I turned my $300 worth of babysitting money into 
a, a successful career for the last 10 years, which is pretty exciting. Oh, but my I God. Didn't that's have amazing. Any help. But what I did have was my mom to make me a sandwich when I was like up at night. And what I did have was my dad to help me load the car with boxes that they would help me pack. You know, I did have, like, yeah, a, some manpower, for sure, right, that was right. there to help me. And I remember stamping. I had, like, a stamp that just an ink stamp that said that was my signature, Rachel Pally. And I had my grandma in the kitchen, and she was – I had ribbon. And she was stamping the ribbon with the Rachel Pally label. And then my mom was ironing the edges so that I could then sew it in. We had, like, a, our little sweatshop in the, in the kitchen. Oh, that's so, amazing. So I, I didn't have any help um, officially, but I absolutely had an amazing a family support system to kind of help me get off the ground before I was able to get an intern and then hire an assistant. And then since then I, I have a staff of 13 people now who – make it happen with me. So how long did it take before you actually started to see a profit and oh, benefit it for a couple of years? I mean, I started to be able to pay my own bills, but um you know, I was able to move out of my parents' house and get an apartment and um but you know, it takes a while because every penny, again, I I never have borrowed any money, so the Every so penny I made had to go back in. And for you have to produce your collection, and most stores don't pay you COD. They don't pay you when you drop off your box. So a lot of stores need 30 days to pay. And so you've now paid for the fabric, the cutting, the sewing, the packaging, the shipping, and it's all out there long before you get paid for it. So um, I moved into an inexpensive apartment, I guess, six months after I started the business and was able to just kind of make it work. But, again, everything went back into the business for a long time. Right. So what do you consider your big break as a designer? Um, I think my big break, oh, well, Jessica Simpson, who was in her heyday, was a huge fan. And she wore these white gaucho pants on MTV and she was such a style icon at the time, and nobody at the time was selling clothing the way Jessica Simpson was selling clothing. And she started being photographed in Rachel Pally all the time, and it kind of put me on the map. I always laugh and say, Jessica Simpson wore these pants, and then I bought a house. <laughs> it was like this one, this one pant. And then everywhere I went, those pants were knocked off. They were wide-leg pants in Jersey, and... At the time, there was no jersey competition. There was just me making making these clothes, and then I was traveling around the world. I went to Thailand with a girlfriend, and we were like at the on the street in Thailand. You could buy the Rachel Pally knockoff pants, and I was so excited. I felt like oh, I you were made excited. it. That didn't make you upset. <laughs> no, because my pants are a hundred and eighty seventy six dollars, and those were four dollars in Thailand. You know, it wasn't going to cut into my my business. You know the the girl right. who wants to buy the designer brand where that with the celebrity following is going to buy that. They're not going to fly to – I guess it would be more expensive even to fly to Thailand and buy your $4 pants. So, <laughs> But, you know, I was finding them everywhere, and I feel like I was going to the airport, and, you know, one out of every ten women was wearing those pants. So that was a big break. And another big break is I have this caftan dress that I've been selling for many years that has been photographed on, like, every celebrity, pregnant, slim, Plus size, young, old. It's been an amazing um, 
testament to the fact that my brand can really work for everybody. But here you go. Solicit these designers, or is this a surprise when you see it pop up in the magazine? Some. Um, you know, when, when we see that a, a celebrity that we like is pregnant, we love to send her a package. You know, not right, you know, we'll send right. her a dress and say, we thought that this would be great on you. Congratulations on, you know, expecting. And so sometimes we get photos because we have sent people clothing. But a lot of right. the time they, you know, celebrities shop too. Right, right. So a lot of the time, so and that's really exciting because then we're totally surprised, you know. You know, I got a picture right, of, right. of J Lo in a caftan dress once, and it was just because she happened to go into my friend's store and she she was wearing it and she had bought it for herself. But um, I think that you get a good combination of girls who are gifted things, who are borrowing samples for an event from my publicist and for women who shop and especially for women like who are mothers or who have a casual weekend lifestyle who aren't always on camera and aren't always glam glam to the nth degree you know there's right. a, it's, it's a lifestyle brand that really makes you look beautiful but you feel super comfortable so I, we get a lot of press of there's Sarah Jessica Parker walking her kids to school and, and what about it, Oprah? That has oh, to be a Oprah big Oprah is my favorite. She said, I was on her Oprah's Favorite Things show, but she's mentioned my brand several times on her show. And one time I was watching the, it was recorded, but I was watching it and she said, oh, I love Rachel Pally. And I kept rewinding it and hearing her say, oh, I love Rachel Pally. I love Rachel Pally. I was like, the Oprah is saying she loves me. I'm like, who? Is this it's crazy. That's crazy. That was crazy to me. Well, and and uh, one of the things that I like about your line is that you include the plus sizes, and lots of designers shun plus sizes. So why did you feel it was important to expand expand your brand um, with the larger sizes? Well, that makes me crazy because I my the tagline on my brand has always been, and whether I said it or not, the press had picked up that wow, this brand could look great on everyone. But the reality right. was it only looked great on you if you were up to a size 8, maybe 10, because then you couldn't get it. So I kept feeling like, wait, this press that's about how this is for everyone is really not true. And I want to offer it. And at first I did get a lot of resistance. My selling staff was not sure that it was a good move. I had department stores who were anxious about that diluting their business. Really? I mean, come on, people. There are a lot of women why, out there who want to look fabulous. Do they feel the plus-size woman is not stylish, is not Well, this fashionable. is in 2007. As, as you know, as a shopper, in the last few years, your options for high fashion, stylish, contemporary, cool, on-trend clothes has increased mm-hmm. massively in the last couple of years. And in 2007, yes. there were fewer options because I went yes. shopping, and I had a hard time. I went shopping to a couple of big chain stores just to – because I wanted to start with a fit that made sense for people who, well, I wanted to make sure that my sizing specs were on par with um, more popular uh, companies. So mm-hmm. I bought a few pieces um, just for for measurement's sake, and uh-huh. I was horrified. I was Hor- horrified. I was like, I can't buy this. <laughs> I can't buy this. And just to feel like there were so few options at the time, for gorgeous women like yourself, to put on a right. dress and look fabulous, and not just look fabulous, look current, look stylish, right. look on right. trend, look now. And there were like no options. And at the time, I know like at the time I launched, 
I offered it as an exclusive to Nordstrom. And uh, at the same time, Paige Denim had launched their plus-size denim. And that was an amazing mm-hmm. moment for, for us to be able to do that together. I don't believe that they still do it, but it was a start of, like, the – the fashion industry recognizing that not only is this a huge segment of our population, but these are women who have very few options and are ready to buy fabulous clothes. And right. it was an almost instantaneous awareness that this is a good move, people. Do it. Yeah, how successful has the plus size line been for you since you it's launched it? It's been fabulous. And in the last couple of years with the kind of the growth of online blogging and the, you know, Plus Model magazine. And, and there's there are so many more resources for the plus-size, stylish plus-size community in the last couple of years. That it's right. been a, I've seen a huge increase in my business. And I've seen it's my most visible, most um, in, involved demographic on on the social media. This is this is like all of a sudden has become, I don't know, my favorite part of my business. It's the most fun part of my business. It's the most satisfying Yeah, because it's like a movement. Business. It's a movement. It is. It is. And I see women who have so much power. And I feel like, you know, I, I sit down with department stores and I say, you better not piss off these ladies because this is these are women with a voice who, and there are a lot of women who are listening. And it's really amazing to see how, um, you know, I went from only selling the Plus line on Nor- from to Nordstrom. Now I sell it to Zappos, to Amazon, to I have my own Rachel Pally website, and Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Neiman's, Saks. Everybody, all the department stores are carrying it because it's it's a segment of the business that is underserviced. So do you think designers think if they add plus size to their line, they won't be as trendy? Is that what the problem is? Well, from what I understand, the designers that I know who don't have plus size wish that they did because now yep. it's definitely changing. It's becoming such an important – it's like if people do petites, it's the same thing. It's not It's not the, the standard um, industry sizing. Right. You still have to cater to people who are – not a size two, four, or six. So right. I think that right. people are realizing that it's not, there isn't a taboo about it. But Right. Yeah. And why is um, your plus size line called the white label? Does that have a significance? White, the white label? label it's because the, my, the contemporary brand, Rachel Pally, is has a gold tag. It has a gold oh. label in the back of the neck and that says Rachel Pally in black. And instead of, you know, coming up with another name like Rachel Pelly Woman or like something stupid like that, we just right. changed, instead of having the gold tag in the back of the neck, the plus size line has a white tag. So they are essentially the same brand. They're the same brand. Right. But it's sometimes a we, we make a few changes for our white label. We sometimes will take a thin strap and make it a little bit more bra friendly or... Sometimes we will close up a keyhole that shows a little too much boob, and um, okay. sometimes if it's really short, our fit model is the 2X. <clears throat> She's got the most gorgeous body. I like am obsessed with her, and but she's tall, and sometimes we have to add a little length because we we don't want to get you know there's you gotta con, you gotta be considering all the women who are shopping. 
or right. or we'll laugh and we'll say, oh, well, we can see your spanx. Like we got to lengthen those two inches because we can see your spanx. Right. <laughs> so we'll make sure that like thinking about like how the rest of us are wearing it and want to make sure that it's gonna, um, it's gonna work for as many women as we can envision wearing it. And it's important for us to consider different ages. That a woman who is a two X and is 24 years old and is single and lives in Los Angeles is going to dress differently than a woman, you know, who is uh, 52 and is a 3X and lives in, you know, In the deep Seattle. South. Yeah, yeah, or somewhere, yeah. So it's important that we're we're thinking about if we're really, if our goal is to make sure that we have a brand that really can represent everybody, it's like we really got to represent everybody. Right, right. Now for it's, um uh, my listeners that may be living under a rock that are not familiar with your brand, <laughs> tell me what is the size range you carry and the price point. The price point? Oh, no, I'm so terrible with this because I'm a wholesaler. <laughs> like, I don't okay. know. What does that mean? In the, um, But um, for, the, for the, the sizing for the white label, it's uh, 1X to 3X, and because it is very stretchy, um, there's definitely some leeway there, which makes it easy for online shopping, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And there is, it's definitely not on the low end of the price range. The dresses are about 250 retail, mm-hmm. but they are gorgeous, and they are made with right. so much sensitivity to bodies and to women's insecurities and women's celebrations of their bodies. It's got a little bit of everything. You know, we know where... We we all have our uh, moments, and we know where we all have our like ooh moments, and so we right. really can contribute to, you know, making women look and feel really fabulous. And uh, speaking of making women look fabulous, you're in LA, and this week is LA Fashion Week. Are you participating in any fashion shows or doing anything special? I'm not, but I have been. It's also at the same time as Market Week which means that it's when I'm showing next my next collection. So this is my collection that I ship in January, February, and March of next year. So mm-hmm. I've been in my showroom very focused on trying to get our um, selling season started for next year, which is so crazy. Like in fashion, you're working on the most ridiculous time frame because you're like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm in the middle of working on our summer collection. We ship that in May and June. So wow. you know, I'm well into development for my season for May, May and June and just started to work on our um, July, August, September collection. So it's very confusing. Well, you're a very busy woman. It's, and it's, you're just you're just like trying to live in the now, but really you got to be living six months from now. So it's a little bit crazy. So you have to kind of be a psychic as to what you think is going to be popular during that season or you don't really try and follow the trends anyway? I don't really try to follow the trends. You know, I feel like what I try to do is to make clothing that women can build a wardrobe that continues to service them every season. Something that, like, you can throw on a new pair of earrings or a scarf and change the look of it. But really, I want people to come in and buy Rachel Pally as, as items that they will continue to wear every every year, time and time again, because they're classic bodies that make them look good and feel good, and you can accessorize them with the trendy accessories of the season but you know I, I like to think that especially with the jersey you can go so grecian and 
you know, things that are timeless. There's really no need to have something that you spend two hundred and fifty or dollars on, and then it doesn't. It's not relevant next season. That's not my style. Right. And so, do you have anything else coming up that we should know about or be on the lookout for? Well, I do a line also for QVC, RP by Rachel Pally for QVC, and you can go on qvc.com, and there are some very um, some some great pieces that are available in in the full size range, from the contemporary sizing to the plus size sizing, and um, yeah, that's different things that's in uh, on your website and in the stores. That's different things different. than on the website and the store, and it's a different price point and it's a different fabrication. This is not same as Rachel Pally. This is a line that I did specifically, a, um, a lower-priced line that I did for QBC. But there are some awesome options. It's very Rachel Pally. Uh, the design elements are very Rachel Pally, and then the production and the pricing is definitely more accessible. Oh, okay. So check nice. that out. Yeah. And so um, tell us your official website and how we can follow you with everything you have going on. Oh, okay. Um, my website is www.rachelpally.com, and that's P-A-L-L-Y. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can just look up by Rachel Pally, and we have a fan page on Facebook. And for all of you living in Los Angeles, make sure that you sign up because we have some sample sales that we do locally, and it's a really fun experience to come down with your girlfriends or your mothers or sisters or daughters and come and shop. And um, that's that. Those are that's the way to reach me. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You are very pleasant to talk to, and I love your clothing. And I mean, we're just happy to have a, a great option like Rachel Pally for plus size women. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. This was so fun. I've never been on a radio show. This is awesome. <laughs> well, enjoy the rest of your day and continue success. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Rachel Pally this evening. Tune in next week, and I'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you but to keep you connected with the curvy community. And if you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook and follow Plus Model Radio on Twitter. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time. Keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.